I never thought in my right mind that after week 17, obviously an extra week this year, after week 17, after the Eagles started off the season at two and five, things were trending downhill that we would be here. We would be here just 10 weeks later talking about the fact that the Philadelphia Eagles are most likely headed to the NFL playoffs this year. The Eagles take down the football team, the stinking football team, by a final score of 20-16. to 16. The Eagles moving to 9-7 and seven on the year. Nine wins for this team with a chance to make it 10. We put the nail in the coffin to that stinking football team. I said we would do it a couple weeks ago. We did it. Two times, two games, we put the nail in the coffin. Screw the football team, all right? The Eagles get the dub. They move to 9-7. and seven. And barring what happens with the Vikings and the Niners, which we'll talk about a little later on, the Eagles are most likely headed to the NFL playoffs. I got to apologize because I picked this team to win six games. Now, I'm going to apologize because I underestimated them a little bit and, you know, given the first year of the coaching staff and such. Um, but I'm not going to apologize for, you know, for estimating that, you know, in terms of like a retool year that they wouldn't, be as as good because I really did not think they would, but they have impressed me. If you had told me that this team would win, what, four in a row, six out of seven, that they would completely revolutionize this team and switch up the offense mid-year and do everything that I had been saying they should have done since the beginning of the year. If you had told me that it just would have clicked like that and you see the results and here we are and the Eagles get it done again. Now today it was, a you know, it was a, a, a gritty game. It was a gritty game again. Another one of those tight games in Washington, that pitiful stadium, which, by the way, we have some things to talk about in terms of the physical stadium. Um, and it was an ugly game. It was one of those, like, ugly, dirty, gritty games that you play in a division and late in the season, and you're, you're just you're literally on edge the whole game. Like, are we going to get better? Are we going to squeak this out? And the Eagles do it once again after yet again another slow starting uh, first half, man. The, the first half, again, it's like literally the same story every week. A miserable, miserable first half coming out doing all the wrong things. And then at halftime, we we flip it around. We flip it around, man. Gritty game. Gritty game against this stinking team that had nothing to play for. They're going for it on fourth and fives. They don't care, okay? And they're, let me don't be fooled, okay? I'm still going to grill into some people that must be thrown into the fire today because 
there were some things today that just were not acceptable. But at the end of the day, I just want to start off by saying I am very happy the Eagles get it done again. This team is just finding ways to win. Do you remember what I said last week after the game? Do you remember that I sat up here and stated that if the Philadelphia Eagles get into the playoffs, they are going to be one of the scariest underdog teams? Maybe the scariest. Why? Because the Eagles, the way that their offensive identity rolls, man, running the football, which has worked, and for the most part, we have stuck with it. If we can do that in a playoff game and run efficiently and, you know, even in a terrible game today and it just wasn't looking right, we still end up with 118 yards. When is the last time it has felt so natural to run the football this way? It's a beautiful thing. It's a work of art. The Eagles have running backs out the wazoo, okay? Boston Scott, you want to know something funny about Boston Scott? I literally put a bet on him five minutes before the game to score a touchdown. To score the first touchdown. Why? Because every time Boston Scott comes in the game, the man produces. In fact, he had two touchdowns today because that's just what Boston Scott does. And he's looked at as the third or fourth running back in our running back room. You have Sanders and Howard and Gainwell and Scott. Like this man is that good. I've been I've been on the Boston Scott train for years. He is literally Darren Sproles in the flesh, okay? Anyway, let me let me get off Boston Scott, but he had 47 yards today. It wasn't pretty, but he got the ones that he needed. And when the Eagles run the ball like this, they are going to be a threat to be an upset, you know, in against any team in the playoffs. I'm just saying, man, I'm just being honest. Like the Eagles do have just that identity that they're going to run somebody into the ground. They can take away possessions from the other team. And that's just how I'm feeling. Now, in terms of Jalen Hurts today, uh, 17 for 26, 214 yards, all right? And the, the biggest takeaway for me in terms of Jalen Hurts is that he made big plays when you had to. There was a third and 14 in this game. I think we were down nine points. It looked like it was going the other way, and we were we were screwed, man. It, we looked like we were almost out of it, and Jalen Hurts scrambles out on a third and 14 and makes a throw off balance to, I believe it was Quez Watkins or Devontae Smith. What a freaking play, man. That was a game-changing play, rolling out to his right and making that throw. I mean, like I've said every week about Jalen Hurts, he has some stretches throughout a game where he looks really good, and then he has some stretches where it's like, eh. Now today, he looked pretty decent the entire game. He did not make a mistake. He didn't make a bad interception or a fumble. He had a couple close calls, but he did not make those, and that's all we need. We need you to just manage the game, my guy. Let the running backs pound the football and don't make the mistakes, okay? Um, but today, I was very happy. I thought this was one of Jalen Hurts' best games because he just did the right thing. He took what was in front of him. He scrambled out when he needed to, didn't do it maybe too much, but he made the right plays and he made big plays. He was very clutch today. And I was happy with Jalen Hurts. Nick Sirianni came out, you know, had a pretty good balance. Now, there was a few things that didn't make sense. The, the, the first time trying to go for it on fourth and two, you get stuffed. Then you're running these little screen plays. You're getting Jalen Rager in the offense. Come on, Nick, wake up. And then every game, every game at halftime, this man flips the switch and does the right thing. Then we're pounding the football. Jalen Hurts making the big plays, and we get it done. We get it done. We get it done, man. Jordan Howard did not look himself today. 26 yards on 11 carries. I, th I think Jordan Howard is still hurt. I think they tried to force him to play this game, 
and I just don't think he looked himself, so I'm hoping he can rest. I still don't know a word on Miles Sanders. Hopefully he can come back because we will need him. Today showed you we will desperately need Miles Sanders, but you have guys like Boston Scott that literally just know how to step up. Isn't it crazy? I was thinking about this during the game. Like, Boston Scott doesn't play for, like, 13 weeks of the season. And then when you need him down at the stretch, when someone's hurt or something, he comes right in and he's just producing. Did you see that little cut spin movie had slicing the defense? I've been on the get more get more touches for Boston Scott train for a while. He's amazing. Let me know what you think about Boston Scott. Um, Dallas Goddard came up huge with a couple big catches, 71 yards, six catches. Devontae Smith, 54 yards on three catches. Greg Ward with a couple catches, right? And, and in terms of the running game, Jalen Hurts had 44 yards on the ground as well. So, you know, we were spreading the wealth, man. It did not look pretty. I felt like possessions were being taken away from the defense, which we are about to get to. Um, but, yeah, man, what what an interesting game. It, it, it felt like one of those games where, you know, it was just going to come down to the wire, and it did. And uh, the Eagles do get the big play. Rodney McLeod with a beautiful interception in the end zone late in the game. I'm literally biting my nails. Like, I am, I'm literally over here hyper hyperventilating. I'm like, are you serious? Okay. We are going to talk about Jonathan Gannon in one second. If you're one of those people that you don't want to hear any negativity because we won the game, well, now is your time. We got the positive stuff out. I'm going to grill Jonathan Gannon because that man must be sliced up. He has to be. But anyway, uh, Rodney McLeod, shout out to you, my man. Big, big interception in the end zone. Didn't know um, if he actually got his hands under it, but they couldn't really see it, so they had to keep it as an interception. Avante Maddox had a huge drive late in the game with three um, breakups in a row after they actually called a P.I. on him for no reason at all because Washington was complaining. He had a huge game. All right, and a couple of these linebackers on some of these blitzes, right? We didn't come out with any pressure at all, and that leads me to Jonathan Gannon. The rest were bad, I agree. But let me tell you something, okay? Let me tell you something. Don't forget he was in the Super Bowl. He scored our first touchdown in the Super Bowl in the back of the end zone. Who are you talking about, Corey Clement? Who are we talking about? But anyway, it was the Greg Ward. All right, I got you. Shout out to all 75 people in here. Let me tell you something, okay? And we will listen to all the post-game interviews. I know some of them happened. We're going to listen to them. We have some things to, to, to discuss. Uh, for those that are just coming in, the way that the Philadelphia Eagles can clinch the playoffs today, if the 49ers who are playing the Texans right now, they are a 13.5-point favorite. If the Niners beat the Texans and then the Vikings lose tonight to the Green Bay Packers, the Eagles have clinched a playoff spot the Niners, again, are a 13-and-a-half-point favorite over the Texans, and the Vikings are playing the Packers, but Kirk Cousins is not playing the game because he entered health and safety protocols. He cannot play. They signed some dude off the street. Green Bay should wipe the floor with Minnesota, so it's looking very promising for the Philadelphia Eagles. In fact, Arizona is playing Dallas right now, and if the Cardinals keep losing, that would be five in a row, I believe, the Eagles could actually get up to the fifth spot. Now, that's a reach, but who knows? Anyway, anyway, Jonathan Gannon, okay? I don't care if we won and I'm happy and stuff, okay? My two gripes with this game. Number one, the Eagles cannot keep coming out playing so freaking soft in the first half. 
The Eagles cannot keep doing that because come playoff time, okay, the last five weeks, we've come out and literally done nothing in the first half. Now, at halftime, it's like the light bulb goes off and we just start doing everything right. We just start clicking and just doing everything that this football team should do to win a game. And, and it just looks beautiful. But we cannot keep doing that in the first half of these games. And if we get to a playoff game and we're going up against Brady or Stafford or a guy like that, we are going to get ran off the field by halftime. We're not going to be able to have a, enough uh, power to overcome a huge deficit if we are just playing because we're playing these crap teams right now. If we come out dry like this in a playoff game, it's not going to be good. It's not going to be good. My other gripe is Jonathan Gannon, and I've had enough of Jonathan Gannon, okay? The fact that we were even in this game to this point, and I know people are going to look at the stats. Oh, the last five weeks, he's let up under 300 yards and 20 points, this and this and this and this, okay? I'm just being honest with you. I'm just being honest. All right, Jonathan Gannon stinks. He really does. And I am worried if we get to the playoffs because I believe with the Eagles running the football the way they do, I believe this team could actually upset a team in the playoffs. I do. But with Jonathan Gannon running this defense, I don't have any confidence. Why? Please, somebody try to explain how you come in this game. You are literally Jonathan Gannon game planning this game. And you're looking at Taylor Heineke. And you're looking at Terry McLaurin and the rest of the dudes are backups. They are third, fourth, fifth string players. You got Wendell Smallwood running the football for Washington. You're telling me that your game plan coming into this game was let's play everybody 10 feet off and just let them dink and dunk down the entire field. In fact, it almost killed us late in the game if it wasn't for Rodney McLeod making a Superman catch. Your game plan was to let Tyler or Taylor Heineke come out here, you know, a couple weeks after you let Grayson Gilbert or whatever his name was come off the street and cook us in the first half and the first quarter. You let Taylor Heineke go 11 for 11, 140 yards to start this game. Are you serious? Are you serious? And and it's I'm watching Darius Slay just stand there in a zone. I'm watching Steven Nelson get cooked. I'm watching these linebackers, you know, just look absolutely stupid. Meanwhile, you're not bringing any pressure. You're not bringing any pressure. Luckily, in the third quarter, Josh Sweat literally took over this game. He had one and a half sacks. He was tremendous. Javon Hargrave helped them out. And Milton Williams, isn't it crazy how Javon Hargrave was probably one of the best defensive linemen in the league until week six, and we haven't heard a peep from him since because we're constantly trying to play four against six up front. It makes no sense. Then what happens? You bring a couple linebackers on a blitz like Jannard Avery and TJ Edwards, and all of a sudden you're making some noise, and Heineke is feeling the pressure. He had an early game interception. Then you start bringing some pressure. He looks like a different dude. And it got to a point where... I can't believe I'm saying this, but I miss Jim Schwartz. Jonathan Gannon is going to lose the Eagles a playoff game. And, and you might hate me for it now because it's supposed to be a good day. I'm just telling you straight up. if Because every quarterback we play, if they're not like literally the dirt of quarterbacks in terms of a tier, right? If they're not the worst quarterback ever, this guy will not play our corners up. He will not bring pressure. We will literally just stay back 10 yards. And literally in the fourth quarter, we are up four points. 
and we are playing. There was a third and what, 11, third and 10? We're playing 15 yards off. Jonathan Gannon plays scared. They showed him in the fourth. Actually, they showed him a couple times. In the first half, I'm not going to be honest, the dude had sunglasses on on a cloudy day. It looked like he was trying to hide a hangover. If, if you want me to be completely honest, it, it was cloud outside. What are you wearing sunglasses for, okay? Number two, late in this game, they showed Jonathan Gannon. His play card is the size of an index card that you use to study for a college exam. I'm, I, I'm thinking, you know, he's going to have one of them big play sheets. His thing is like this big. You must only have 10 plays on that entire card. And I watched his defense, and they're just staying off, staying off. You let Taylor Heineke complete 12 or 11 passes in a row to start the game. And if it wasn't for a play where he rolls out to his right, throws a tough one to the end zone, meanwhile the receiver goes down and had to get stretchered off, and the cameraman took a hit. This guy probably would have been perfect the entire first half. I'm just being honest with you guys, okay? It's just the truth. I want this team to win. I think with the way we run the ball, I think running the ball is so key. And if we stay up with that, but still, the problem is Jonathan Gannon's going to get us down 17-0 in a playoff game, and Nick Sirianni's going to panic and start throwing the ball 42 times. The fact that people were talking about this dude Gannon as a head coach candidate, you know what? I can't believe it. That's blasphemous, but I hope he is. I hope he is a head coach candidate because I can't stand to watch another year of Jonathan Gannon, okay? We sat for how many years with Jim Schwartz and watched this happen? And now we're watching Jonathan Gannon, a first-time coordinator. The dude doesn't know what he's doing. See, here's my thing. I'm, I, I can talk my stuff and then adapt as guys get better, right? I can adapt as guys get better. Nick Sirianni, if you remember earlier this year, I was to the point where I was saying, let's get rid of him because of the, the metaphors and this and that. I give all respect to Nick Sirianni, and I've apologized to him because you know what? He actually he actually took it like a man and said, I'm going to get better. He completely flipped the script in terms of how he's running this team. Jonathan Gannon is doing the same things he did week two. He's doing he's literally doing the same thing, and it, it hurts because you have guys like Big Play Slay and Fletcher Cox who have literally, like Fletch actually called out Gannon before. And if I was Sirianni at halftime, I would have probably went up and got in his face like, yo, we are here trying to get to the playoffs, John. All right, take the damn shades off and call a blitz. But anyway, man, luckily we overpowered the six guys up front of Washington because Josh Sweat is a monster and Fletcher Cox is a monster. And it just, it ended up... uh getting to that point where, you know, Washington is just so bad of a team, but Jonathan Gannon is going to lose us a playoff game. I, I'm worried. I'm worried about the defense, not because of the talent, but because of the scheme. You see what Avante Maddox did late in this game when he was, he was right up against the guy? He was shredding that dude. He wasn't catching anything. I'm just being honest, man. It was literally going to come down to the last play in the end zone if, if Rodney McLeod didn't come up clutch for this team. I'm very impressed with Nick Sirianni. I am all the way back on the Nick train because he is he is finally doing something where, you know, we haven't seen this in years. He's he's adapting, he's learning, and he is modernizing himself. And we are the best rushing team in the league, and it's beautiful, and he sticks with it. Jonathan Gannon, on the other hand, is going to hurt us. 
And that's just how I feel, man. And I hope somebody calls him out. I hope Nick calls him out. But I I can't wait to hear the uh, post-game pressures. We're going to hear that in uh, just a few minutes here. There was actually a thing I wanted to show you guys. I don't know if you saw. Actually, just as a quick aside here, don't know if you guys saw what happened with Antonio Brown. I think that guy has actually lost his mind. I'm I'm going to pray for Antonio Brown to get the help he needs. Apparently, he just got kicked off of the Buccaneers, as I'm reading right here. Uh, I don't, I can't find the video, but Antonio Brown literally took off his jersey mid-game, walked to the end zone, started doing jumping jacks, threw his gear into the crowd, and then left. So I don't know what happened to AB, but there's just his career is over, man, and that's unfortunate. But anyway, here's what happened. Hold up, let me turn the volume off. Here's what happened post-game. And and this would have been the most Philadelphia thing ever, so I'm very thankful that Jalen Hurts did not get hurt. I don't know if you guys saw this. Hold on, let me pull it up here. But Jalen Hurts was walking to the locker room, and this piece of a dump stadium almost collapsed on him because of these fans that were probably drunk. So Jalen Hurts is walking to the locker room, doing his thing, right? Doing his thing. And look at these fans right here. And they're trying to get him to high-five and all. Look at this. Boom! Our quarterback almost got crushed. Our quarterback almost got crushed into a piece. That would have been the most Philadelphia thing ever to happen. Look at Jalen Hurts like, bro, what just happened? They said he, he, was, uh, he was calm under pressure. Look, he gets up. He starts helping these fans up. What a good dude. What a good dude. He's out here giving hugs. That's a good way to meet Jalen, right? <laughs> Just break the rail. <laughs> we literally uh we literally took over the stadium, by the way. This dump of a place um that doesn't even have home fans. Where's all those little Washington? Remember last year, if you guys were here on this channel, remember those Washington fans that were talking so much smack because they won this pathetic division and got bounced in the first round and got a terrible draft pick because of it? And you know that that that's another crazy thing is like I just don't understand sometimes like when these coaches like game plan for the other team it's like how like Washington was still missing so many players and Jonathan Gannon thought it was smart to just stay you know way off these dudes man unbelievable man should the Eagles sign AB absolutely not no 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 and no no way. This guy is an absolute lunatic, man. He There's something going on with him. And I, look, I'm just being honest, man. I, I pray that that AB is all right. But I he's not playing football anymore. You know, the things that he has done, um, it's just crazy. It's just, you know, I, I just don't know what's up with him. But I do not want him on this team. Uh, who else had a good game today that I wanted to single out? Jannard Avery, TJ Edwards. Um, who else? Who else? Who else? Singleton got absolutely played late in the game, but that was all right. Thought there was someone else, but um, the way most of you flipped your views on Jalen, get me on the show. I see. Here's the problem I have with these people now coming in. I never said that I was done with Jalen Hurts. What I said was that I don't know if he can be a franchise quarterback. I've said the same thing every week. So without these pathetic takes coming in here, okay. I've said week by week the same thing every week. I'll say it this week again. 
Jalen Hurts has stretches where he looks very composed and very good. And then he has stretches where he goes berserk a little bit. It's it's how I still feel about him. Now, he had a really good game today and did not make the big mistakes. But he's still the same quarterback for me. Can he win us a playoff game? Yes, because of our running attack. Our rushing attack is so good. Is so good. And that's why we can win a playoff game. But with Jonathan Gannon playing just, you know, he's not even playing the Jim Schwartz picket defense. He's playing like you know, go 50 yards down the field type defense. It's it's unbelievable, man. It, they should call it the JG defense. I don't think it's ever been seen. Um, especially at one point this season, you know, we are on pace to have the highest completion percentage ever against us. Like, that is embarrassing. How do you look yourself in the face and, and just keep on, uh, just keep on, you know, doing that? Um, but yeah, everything else was very close in this game. The fact that the Eagles still got over 100 rushing yards in this game that was so sloppy, it felt like we were resorting to the pass a lot. And there were some interesting formations, but overall, Nick got it together like he does every single game at halftime. Um, and it was very close. It came down to the wire, and we made the big play. We got the big turnover, and that's where this game was won. There was no turnovers this game. The Eagles came down, and they got the big turnover, and that's what needed to happen. But like I said, to, to begin this stream, like just the fact that we're sitting here as the Eagles have won four straight, six out of seven. Yes, we haven't beat a team above 500. I get it. But at the end of the day, this Eagles team is finding ways to win. And if they can run the ball and JG can get his head out of you know where, we could be a threat to upset a team. Just being honest, man. Just being honest. <clears throat> Jalen Rager with his... Uh, his typical punt return today at a boy Jalen Rager <laughs> had a run for negative three yards. Terrible. Um, but yeah, man, there, there's a lot of things that the biggest positive of this all is that the Eagles sit with three first round draft picks and are likely going to the playoffs. Three first round draft picks and are likely going to the playoffs. And, and that's that's huge. But um, we're going to listen to the post game pressures. I really hope the heck is going on here we just start playing music out of nowhere come on man i don't even know where that was coming from oh there we go maybe it was that there we go anyway my biggest thing here is that i hope somebody asks him about jg like they, it should not be let off the hook the way the Eagles defense played today. It's 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 just sickening because knowing the def the defensive talent on this team, like we could actually mess around and make some noise if we are if we are playing the right way. Um but yeah, man. What I will say again, it, it's crazy to even think that this team could go to the playoffs, but you know, I'm proud of them. I'm proud of the way they are playing. Uh I will be honest, every game being a heart attack is pretty frustrating. But at the end of the day, uh, here we are. Here we are. Shout out to everybody in the chat, by the way. We got a good 100 people in here, man. Um, he has all the intangibles. The accuracy and decision-making can be fixed. He has the intangibles at certain times. I agree with that. Um, and he is a rookie, but... It's all about this, the team kind of creating the right scheme around him. Like, if we're running the ball, yes, he can be a good quarterback. He just can't make the, the turnovers, the bad decisions, and today he did not do that. 
have to avoid Tampa in the first round. I agree 100%. Brady will pick us apart. You know who I want to play? I want to play Dallas. Could you imagine in the first year of the Nick Sirianni tenure going into Dallas and beating them? Could you imagine that? We wouldn't be the favorite. We'd be the underdog. Everybody would just be looking away from us. And for us to go in there and win that game, man, it's an interesting predicament because did uh, did the Bucks lose or did they come back and win? They won. So, and the Rams, did the Rams win? The Rams won as well against the Ravens. So Dallas is still fighting for that, that upper seed, but, you know, Dallas might even rest next week. The Eagles hypothetically could rest. Like, because there's not that second seed anymore that is fighting for a bye week, like, pretty much if Green Bay wins tonight, which they should, they're probably going to have everything locked up. So now the two through seven seeds are pretty much just kind of fighting for who they want to play, really. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see like if teams kind of rest or or how that goes. Uh, but I don't want to play Matt Stafford. I'll tell you that. I don't want to play Brady because if if Jonathan Gannon is out here playing like a chicken against Taylor Heineke, okay, a guy that I would probably walk into a bar and see sitting next to my left trying to hit on some females. What do you think he's going to do against Tom Brady? We saw it this year. What do you think he's going to do against Matt Stafford? At least Dak Prescott has been inconsistent at points. Matt Stafford and Tom Brady will literally rip this defense. John Gannon will have his corners playing at the bus. He'll have his corners play. He will literally take everybody on the defense to say, all right, let's just all play at the goal line. Let's just not give up seven. So, yeah, man. Addison, what's up, man? Yeah, Gannon is killing me. Gannon is killing me. He will be the reason why we lose a playoff game, man. Because I really feel like this offense can take us to where we need to go. They've been that good. Um, Mina, what's going on? Shout out to you. By the way, Mina, uh, the channel membership's got a race. So I've been telling all the members, be sure to renew so you don't lose your badge. Shout out to Rick up in here. What's going on, Rick? MR, what's going on? Bloody Shot, new subscriber. What up? What up, Bloody Shot? Let's go. Let's freaking go. Let's go, man. Let's go. We are going to listen to the Nick Sirianni press conference. We are going to listen to the Nick Sirianni press conference. I hope they ask him about Jonathan Gannon. Um, and yeah, man, I, I want to play the Cowboys in the first round. I would love to do that. Upset them. Let me know what you think. Here we go with this music again. Come on, man. I hate how this ESPN app just starts playing stuff. Like, relax, bro. Relax. We're trying to listen to Nick. It's crazy because as soon as Nick gave that flowers analogy, then we just started going off. Once again, if you're just tuning in, if San Fran wins and the Vikings lose tonight, we are in, baby. We just got to get to the dance, man. We got to get to the dance. Let's go. But uh, I'm I'm fully back on the Nick train. He has improved uh, mightily this season. So. Shout out to Nick, man. I, I had this team at six wins, seven at the most. Uh, they have, they have, uh, they've done it, man. So anyway, let's get into this. Let's get this out of here. Um, let's see. All right, here we go. Here we go. Why can't I hear this? Why can't I hear this? Franklin and then go. Jeff McLean. 
Hey, Nick, it looked like you guys were a lot more aggressive on fourth down today. Uh, what went behind those decisions? Saints have to lose as well. Well, um, the Saint, it, it also can happen that way if the Saints lose and the Vikings lose or the Niners can win and the Vikings can lose. So, But but we have a tiebreaker over the Saints. We do not have it over the Niners. So we need the Vikings and the Saints to take them out of their way. The Vikings are playing you know, some quarterback they just signed off the street tonight against Green Bay, so they should lose that game. And I don't think the Saints are going to win either. But anyway. Especially against that one in, uh, with the one-yard touchdown run to Boston Scott. Oh, yeah, by the way, because he just brought up that play. That play, you know, the second time for us to go for it on a fourth down, that was very risky. I don't know if we should do that every time. But for Jalen Hurts, to, I think he got stepped on and he fell backwards and you know, pitched it to Boston Scott, who, again, every time this man comes in, he contributes. Boston Scott, with his little stutter steps, hops over the defender. That was huge. And that was after that third and 14 where Jalen really kept us going and saved us, man. But anyway. um, You know, again, sometimes there, every game is going to be played a little bit different, and depending on who you're playing. I mean, right there in that game, I, I thought Henneke started off hot. And, and I know I'm going to get some questions about how the defense started. Did yes, you see some yes. of the Yes, we want questions about how the defense started. Please. Off hot. And and I know I'm going to get some questions about how the defense started. Did you see some of the throws Henneke was making early in that game, getting away from the pressure that we were getting on him and making the guy play? Nick, don't do this to me, bro. It's It's been a good day, Nick. Please. Please, come on. You you can't do this right now, Nick. No way this man just came out. Is that really how you're going to start this, Nick? Did you see some of the throws Heineke was making? Did you see some of the throws Heineke was making? And the pressure. Nick, we didn't bring a blitz until the second quarter. Oh, my gosh. Are you kidding me? He was making early in that game, getting away from the pressure that we were getting on him and making – the guy plate was playing good, so I felt like <laughs> in those scenarios wide we open. had to be aggressive. Wide um, open. I'm telling you, they had no weapons. He was not going downfield. All dinks and dunks. Come on. No, man. I'm always going to listen to the chart. I'm always going to look at the chart, see what it says, and I'm going to make a decision based off of what I, I think is necessary with that game. Um, and that's why we we did what we did today. Um, uh with some of those fourth downs down in the red zone and great job to, to our offensive line uh, to be able to run it in and our backs and our quarterback. Yes, you got to have your coordinators back. So come on, man. everybody involved uh, to, to make the plays to, to make my decision. Right. Right. And, and that's um, you know, that's, that's awesome team football. Go ahead, Jeff and John McMullen. Uh, Nikki took care of your, your end here by winning the day. And there's a chance obviously that you guys can clinch. Uh... I'm not even asking him to bury his DC, but, but you know, Come on, man. We we know that we need to start better. We need to get pressure. We need to attack these subpar quarterbacks, man. Come on. Later today, uh, but you are guaranteed a winning record, uh, two and five. Um, I mean, I know you don't look fast one week, but uh, can you reflect upon what that means Attaboy, to, to go from that to this? And shout out to Jason Kelsey for getting us hyped up this past week and Fletch, Rodney before that. Let's go, man. Um, you know, again, we're taking each week, week by week. And, uh, you know, it's, if you, if you, if you look at when you're two and five, if you look at how you're going to get four wins in a row or five, whatever it is, right. Or how you're going to get back to nine and seven, 
right? That's a, that's a, that looks really tall, right? That mountain looks really tall to climb. But when you focus on one day, one meeting, one walkthrough, one practice at a time, uh, it, it, it becomes way more manageable. And, and that's all we tried to do. Um, and so I'm obviously pleased with the situation that we're in right now, um, controlling our own destiny. I'm really pleased with the way uh, we. Why does this team, man, every year we have these magical runs at the end of the year. It's like just been happening for a handful of years now. Like it doesn't stop. You know, it, it's crazy, man. But responded in today's game and, you know, just thankful to the to this, this team of, of who, you know, the guys that we have on this team that fought through uh, hard times. And when and uh, what you saw today, what I felt on the sideline today was this calmness. There was a calmness throughout the entire game. And, uh, you know, we've we've had more double digit wins than I think we've only had one game that was a not a double digit win. If, correct me if I'm wrong against Carolina. But that whole game, there was just this it was again, I, I say it again. There was just this calmness from our leaders on the team that reflected to everybody else. Fletch, Rodney McLeod, Jason Kelsey, Jalen Hurts. Jalen was so calm throughout the entire game. And, uh, you know, and that's and that's by that, that's what you do when you take things little by little. And when you're down two scores at the at the end of the first half, you can't you're not going to get it all at one, you know, with one drive. Right. You're going to go down there and you're going to make it a tighter game with 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 the drive. But you can't get all your points back, just like you can't get all your wins wins back when you start. Now that I agree with. I agree with you. Burrs Nation 302, my guy coming in with the five dollar donation. Appreciate it, man. Says don't get upset. We got a big dub. Let's go Niners and Packers. Burrs Nation, thank you, my man. Trust me, I'm not upset, bro. Just playing some fun. But Jonathan Gannon does need to improve because this team really could make some noise, man, and still have a bunch of first-rounders. So, um, yeah, we're happy here, though. We, at the end of the day, we got the win. Oh, there's always muddy division games like this late in the year, but we got it done, man. We got it Hello. done. So it's just, been, it's just us recovering from the 2-5 and five to where we are now. Is a Shout def, out to you know, Nick, it kind man. of prepared us, you know, it prepares you for games like this where you're in a hole and you gotta you gotta chip away at it. And that's what our guys did today. Go ahead, John and then Dave. Hi, Nick. Um, kind of furthering on that calmness theme, do you think that is a direct reflection of the quarterback? Because that's kind of his uh that's how he he looks like to us. He, even keeled, never up, never down. Yeah. And I think that that's definitely a reflection of how the quarterback is and how he was all day today and how he is in general and, and the leaders on our team. Like I said, uh, you know, all the, all the guys are Alex Singleton and, and Fletcher Cox and Ronnie McLeod. And G you know, what's crazy. Like if we had run the ball for the first seven weeks of the year, which I'd been screened about since week one, if we had ran the football, this team could actually have like 11 or 12 wins easy which is actually pretty insane to think about Jason Kelsey and Lane Johnson. Right. And, and those guys are calm. They're calm. Through, they've been in these situations before. And so what a, what a great resource to have those guys. And uh, then not only to make the plays that they make throughout the entire game, but to have that veteran leadership that we have. And like, like you said, it starts with, with Jalen and, and as, as one of our captains and we got, we got, you know, Darius Slay, uh, who's not a captain, but who shows that confidence and calmness. I want to know from y'all in the chat, what makes this Eagles season a success? Is it getting to the playoffs, winning a playoff game, getting to the playoffs and having the draft picks? What makes this season a success? Is it already a success? Let me know. 
throughout an entire game and and TJ Edwards. I mean, like we just got some great guys on this team that know what it is to put their head down and work, uh, whether things are going good or going, things are going bad. Go ahead, Dave and then Zach. What was your view of the Rodney McLeod interception, and did you think he caught it immediately? Say, I'm sorry, Dave. I, I you broke off for a second. That's all right. Um, Rodney McLeod interception. What was your view on that play, and did you think he caught that immediately? Uh, you know, I I didn't I didn't get a great look of it, and they weren't showing it up on the on the scoreboard. Um, shoot, in that scenario, you know, when Rodney coming off and and standing on the bench and hyping up the crowd, you know, I, that told me everything I needed to know. And then I just wanted to give him a hug and tell him thanks uh, uh, for the whole entire team. That just an unbelievable play, great coverage by I think it was Anthony on the play, Anthony Harris on the play to be right there in the guy's hip and and to sail and to have a uh, Henneke sail that just a little bit where Rodney can make the play. Shout so, out to Rodney, man. He's uh, been through a lot Great here. play. I didn't, again, like I said, I didn't see it. I'm getting word from above, uh, you know, uh, from, from the guys upstairs uh, telling me that he think they think uh, his hands are under it. So, and then the, the referees do a good job of communicating that with me as well. Go ahead, Zach. And then Martin. Follow. Decide you were to go for those fourth downs on 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 first and goal, or was it a, a, a split moment decision? No, nah, well, you you always you're always thinking, Zach. I I, I got parts of that uh, question, so I'm going to answer the parts I got. I think I got your whole uh, your whole question, but because um, you broke off a little bit, but you always you always when you get into that four down territory potential. When there's potential to go for it on fourth down, you're talking on first down, right? You, you never – in anything you do in this game, you don't want it to be split decision really, right? I mean, we don't – we don't like just hold on to our – you know, just make a split decision on third down ever. Like with the play we're going to call, we it's it's detailed out. We talked about it, you know, the whole week, and then we talk about it, it, it in between series. Same thing with red zone. And that's the same thing you get when you're when you're – deciding to go for it on fourth down and this has been because a crazy year i'll tell you third down and I, second down and first down what a swing of events for this team to to week by week or, man you know, it's just what's, what you go what a roller coaster and so that's something i get great communication upstairs of what the chart is saying again it's ultimately on me to make the decision um i lean on our guides a lot I lean on kevin patullo a lot to to talk through some things um and, and shane and great resources to have and brian johnson you know jason michael all, all those guys jim bob um so there's there's just a lot of good voices I have to to uh, bounce things through. So you know, you know there's some thing there's some conversations on second down if we get to you know fourth and two are we going for it? Yeah, okay. So hey, let's have a fourth and two call already. And so you always you just don't want to make those decisions, those snap decisions. Um, it, they, I'm not saying they don't happen, Zach, but you you want to think through those things just like we do in everything else, and just like we want our players to do. We want to be an example of that for them as well. So uh, those are talked about early uh, in the drive, pretty much on first down. Uh, once you get into those moments where you're um, contemplating going for it on fourth down, that's a good question, Zach. We'll take two more for Coach. Go ahead, Martin, and then Jamie. Hey, Nick, um, I want to ask about Jalen Hurts' running ability. Uh, obviously, with Miles out and Jordan probably limited to some extent today. 
like how much did you have to rely on Jalen as a runner? And and what did you think of the one one like cutback he had? I think it was early in the first first half, you know, where he picked up some yards. Shoot, how many yards did he get, Martin? Then I thought it was a great play. <laughs> it's like <laughs> six or something. Hey, like that. you know what? Jalen was Jalen was awesome today. Um you know, we we know we all know he's dealing with an ankle injury and uh, you know, fighting through it. He's tough. This guy is so tough. You guys I mean, just to see it every day. I love I love seeing that. I thought Jalen Hurts' uh decision making was a lot better. I thought it was a lot better in terms of uh, you know, not escaping the pocket so quickly. There's still some times he does it, but I think um, you know, even maybe because of the ankle injury, like he's not as quick to run out. Um, uh, but he's got to keep working on it. That every day. That's what in my, I, I've said this plenty of times, uh, high character, physical, tough, uh, smart guys are going to reach their ceiling. This guy is so tough. And, and he looked at me at one point in this game and, and said, you know, obviously the whole game was tight. So tight part of this game, he looked at me and said, whatever you got to call, call, and I, I, I'll make it work. Um, and, and what he was saying to me was run pass, um, quarterback run quarterback read whatever you whatever you call i know how much this game means to our team uh i'll make it work and that gosh the calmness the confidence steven i was thinking about that too earlier like brandon brooks has been out i you know we forget guys like him bg like imagine if we get a guy like brandon brooks back that would do so much for this line because dickerson opeda i don't know if they're going to cut it man herbig we're going to need some help which is surprising why our O-line, even though they were bad today, they've been pretty good for the last 10 weeks. I just think so much of our, our our players that are tough, and and we got a lot of tough guys on this football team. That's why I think we are as a football team, and and, and Jalen Hurts is the epitome of that. Last one here with Jamie. Last one here with Jamie. But you touched on it a little bit that you couldn't really see Rodney's play, but once you know that stands, what is the feeling as a coach in a game that could possibly clinch the playoffs for your team when you realize you sealed it? right there like that yeah it, this game's so emotional jamie it, it's you know you have to fight back in in, in tight games like that you got to fight back tears of joy and and so it's, it's just such an emotional game I, I that's why we all love this game so much and um you know there's so many ups and downs it's it's so lifelike and there's so many ups and downs throughout the game and the and, and the excitement and the joy when something like that happens when you can win with a i guess you say a walk-off interception i mean it, it's pretty special to be a part of can i can i answer anybody else's question i'll take one uh, yeah, is that all right i mean just in case i didn't get to everybody i'll go to uh, Bowers. Hey, hey nick um the sequence at the end of the first half um the, the punt on fourth and four after Jalen got got sacked um, on third and two was that following the um, the analytics there the, the the sheet and then also do you regret the, the timeout that you called on defense on third and one when they were driving there? Bo, I'm not going to tell you what the chart says. I should have ended it right there. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, you know, Bo. I, I again sometimes you. you I, I wanted to punt in that scenario. I wanted them to make them go the long way. Um, Third and one, I, I I was confident that our defense was going to stop them there and we were going to get the ball back and be able to make it a, a, a three-point game. Uh, we didn't. Sometimes that decision works. Sometimes it doesn't. Shoot, just like the field goal. I mean, I call the time. Man, that was, uh, that was pitiful. The fact that JG in both halves essentially let them come right down the field and, and just played conservative, it was, it was not good to watch, man.
came out before the the field goal. The guy missed it. Uh, you know how that is. Like you're like, oh man, he missed this one, and he got to practice one, and he made the next one. Sometimes, you know, I, again, I I put my I try to put myself in those scenarios before they happen. We try to do that as much as we can as a staff um, before they happen. And uh, you know, sometimes they work and sometimes they don't. But uh, I'm never gonna second guess myself when I when I feel confident in something. And I felt confident in both both those things. I thought that's a good question, Bo. Thank Thanks, everybody. Well, that was Nick Sirianni. A little bit of uh, extended talks there, but what I will say is uh, we got the job done. I know it's another kind of ugly win, but we did it. And, uh, man, we're going to just have to keep improving, and I hope Sanders comes back and Howard gets healthy because, again, if this lethal rushing attack that can slice defenses is on, man, we really do have a shot to beat somebody in the playoffs. Um, but we're just here for the ride. We are here for the ride. A, a very interesting game. Eagles taking over FedEx field and they get it done on the road in a, in a wild day in the NFL, wild day in the NFL. I, it's crazy to think with how this season has been really a whirlwind of events that we are likely headed to the playoffs. And I got to give everybody credit on the team for being a part of that at some point this season. Um, yeah, I got to give him credit for that. I got to give him credit because I didn't think it was happening. I didn't think it was close to happening. Um, so we will see how it goes, man. Uh, we need a second better receiver. Yeah, Rager is uh, It's just disappointing that this man is on punt returns, solely on punt returns. It's crazy, man. Um, but, yeah, we just got to keep getting better. We need to get healthy, though. We need to get healthy, and I, I hope that we get to the playoffs healthy. And I hope that we get to the playoffs. So let's see uh, before we get out of here. Let's check on the scores here. Um, we need the Niners to win and then the Vikings to lose. Niners are down seven to three at halftime. Are you kidding me, bro? If the Niners can't beat the freaking Texans. If the Niners can't beat the Texans. Come on now. Come on. Come on, man. Crazy, all these, uh, a lot of people have been quiet today, man. A lot of people have been quiet today. You're a great YouTuber. I'm a Rams fan. What's going on, Evan? Thank you, my man. Appreciate it. Congrats on the win. Might see you in the playoffs. RG says we don't need to beat Dallas next week. I'm confused. So here's how it plays out, essentially. What the Eagles needed today, okay, number one, they needed to win against Washington, which they did. The second thing they need is Green Bay to beat Minnesota tonight. And again, Minnesota's playing with a backup quarterback, so Green Bay should win that game. And the third thing they need is either the Panthers to beat New Orleans or the Niners to beat the Texans. Now, when I look at the Panthers and the Saints, that game is currently 10 to 6 in the first half. The Niners are losing 7 to 3 to the Texans at halftime. So we either need the Niners to win or the Panthers to win. Um, and then we need the Vikings to lose. That's essentially how we can clinch today. Now, we can still clinch next week, but there's a good chance that we can do it today. We can still uh, we can still do it today. So let's hope that that happens. Go Niners, I guess. Um, Jimmy G's not playing. Niners are going to lose. Yeah, but they're playing the Texans. They're still, they were still a 13.5-point favorite. They should easily beat that team. Unless Trey Lance is just that, not that guy. 
Uh, thoughts on Antonio Brown? I gave him a little bit earlier, Sam. Um, his career is over. There's something going on with him, man, like beyond football. And I knew that before, which is why I thought it was crazy that he even came back to play in the NFL and Brady kind of took him under his wing. Um, but what he did today, man, I was just I was just reading about it a second ago. Apparently, Bruce Arians asked him to get in the game, and he said no. And Arians told him to get the hell out of there. And he took his jersey off, threw it into the stands, went to the end zone, started doing jumping jacks, and just left. So, uh, I mean, that's just unfortunate for his career as a very underrated, you know, prospect and player. And, uh, you know, he actually just tweeted out seven minutes ago, as I'm looking here. <laughs> Yo. Yo. <laughs> Hold on. I got to show you guys this now. I got to show you guys this, man. I was just trying to pull up the tweet that I was reading. Um, look at this, man. Look, AB tweeting out, super gremlin. What is wrong with this guy? What is wrong with this dude, man? Fabulously says uh, Niners, Packers, and Panthers win needed. Uh, well, we only if the Niners win and the Packers win, we're good. Or if the Packers win and the Panthers win, we're good. So kind of a combination. But yeah, what is up with this dude? What is up with this dude? I'm telling you, there's just something up with him. Like, he used to do this a lot when he was trolling, when he went to the Raiders and stuff. And he just, he just needs, he needs some help, man. There's something going on with him. I, I really think, and I pray that he gets the help he needs, man. Look at this. Antonio Brown waiting for a ride. I don't know if that's legitly him or not, but it's a, yeah, look at this. You were on a historic pace. Look at these numbers, bro. This guy was maybe on track to be one of the best receivers of all time. And what was he, a six-round pick? Like, dude, this is sad. Ever since, you know, it's because he got a Super Bowl ring last year, so that's good for him. But ever since he left Pittsburgh right here, man, like, that was the end. Never played a game with the Raiders, and then he went to New England for one game, and then he got kicked off, and then he went to uh, Tampa Bay with Brady, and, man, look at these numbers. That is sad. That is really sad. I'm actually going to like that. That is sad. Let's see if I can uh, if I can find the video. Look at this. Look at this guy. Evan's trying to cool him down. Made his money, got his ring. I guess he's done, man. Look at this, man. Throwing a tantrum. Get that out of here. Then he takes his gloves off one at a time. Luckily, he didn't keep going, man. That wouldn't have been a good sight. Uh, takes the shirt off. See you later. He's like one of those cannons just shooting merchandise into the stands. Look, take my gloves. I'm done. My man literally walked off the football field like a, he said, he said, damn. He said, damn. Now he's hyping up the crowd in New York where there is no crowd. He's hyping up the Jets crowd. And then his fair, his final farewell, final salute. Nobody should ever take a chance on that man again. That's crazy. That's crazy. But anyway, 
Y'all got me off on a tangent. That being said, man, the, the Eagles get the win against Washington 20-16. to 16. They move to 9-7. and seven. One more game to go. And with a couple things to go right today, we could make the playoffs today. Let's go, man. Keep improving four in a row. It's been a uh, it's been a crazy journey. Well, the Eagles could be headed to the showdown, and we shall see how it goes, man. Give me all your thoughts down below. Thank you guys for tuning in. Be sure to hit that thumbs up, man, if you have not yet. Subscribe if you're new. Everybody have a great night, and I will catch you all on the next one, man. Peace.